Praise the Lord, church. Let us stand and be able to praise God on today. God is a good God. Amen. Let me believe that God is a good God. Can you say God is a good God? Yes, hallelujah. His mercy endure forever. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How many are ready to praise God in the house today? Glory to God. I was glad when they said that to me. Let us go into the house of the Lord. How many are ready to lift up shouts of praise unto the Lord Almighty this morning? Welcome FCC, our partners and guests. We're glad you're here. Are you glad you're here? We're going to make his praise glorious today. Say glorious. Say glorious. Glorious. We were created to make his place glorious. And that's what we're going to do in the house today. Glory. Come on, clap your hands.
name. Hallelujah. How many know that when you answered the call and said, Lord, I believe that you are Jesus of my life. I confess that you are Lord of my life. I believe that you died on the cross and that you rose again on the third day. I thank you, Father God, for the Holy Spirit that lives in me and upon me. And I say, not today, but every day, wherever you need me, Lord, I'll go and I'll follow. Hallelujah. I love this. I'll go, I'll follow where you lead. Your hand I trust completely. You can lead me where you lead. I'll go. Come on, help me.
know that the cross won't lead you astray? His blood won't lead you astray. All you have to do is go with the leading and the prompting of the Holy Spirit. I have decided to follow
that's an everyday decision. No turning back. We think we're anchored and life happens. We still have to choose, make that choice. No turning back. More than anything, I love my husband. God knows I love my children. But I love God more than anything. You have to get to that day where you make that declaration for yourself. Oh 
us. We need him every day. We need him every day. When you open your eyes, just say, thank you, Jesus. There are so many that did not. We need you. We need you, Lord. all lift our hands and just worship God just for a moment come on let's worship God just for a moment all over the building all over the auditorium just have your hands lifted and just bless the Lord love on God today hallelujah let Jesus know how much you love him let Jesus know how much you need him glory to God we wouldn't be here without him praise God praise God Father, we just bless you. We thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you for Jesus. Hallelujah. Who gave everything and is our everything. So we give you praise and glory that your presence is here. And in your presence is the fullness of joy. And at your right hand, there's pleasures forevermore. So Father, we thank you that where two or three are gathered, in, in the midst of Jesus. So anything can happen in here. So Father, we decide to raise our expectation. Glory to God. We decide today to release our faith. Praise God. We decide today to manifest the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. And we give you praise that every single need will be met in Jesus' name. So we thank you for already ministering to people. Thank you for, for change and transform lives today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Can we give God the praise this morning? Come on, come on. Can we give him a praise this morning? Glory to God. God is good. Amen. Praise God. Glory to, to God. God. Hallelujah. Well, good morning to you all. We want to take this opportunity to welcome all of our first-time guests. So if you're visiting with us for the very first time on this morning, on behalf of myself and Pastor Fry and the Partners of Faith Christian Center International, we say welcome to you. When you came in, you should have received a welcome packet. Inside of this packet is information on how we can minister to you and your family. Additionally, on the inside of the packet is a Connect card. If you haven't done so already, please take a moment to fill it out in its entirety and then take it back to the Welcome Center where you received it because we have a special gift for you being with us here on this morning. We believe that your visit here is not by chance, but by divine appointment because we have prayed for you. And our prayer and declaration is that you're going to have an encounter with God during our morning service and also have the FCCI experience. So before you're seated, our partners and our friends want to meet you and greet you in the name of the Lord.
Good morning, FCCI. Here are this week's announcements. Partners and friends, join us on Wednesday, January 30th at 7 p.m. for our first Victorious Living University session of 2019. This month's topic is financial planning. Receive valuable information that will help you get your financial house in order. Invite and bring a friend, and we'll see you there. Here at FCCI, we believe God has an incredible purpose for your life, and the growth track is designed to help you connect with that purpose. If you've recently joined the ministry, are considering joining the ministry, or just want more information about FCCI, we invite you to attend Growth Track 101 on Sunday, February 3rd, following the morning service. Refreshments and child care will be provided. Stop by the Welcome Center located in the lobby for more information and to sign up. The church has left the building. We are excited to relaunch our community evangelism outreach, which will take the gospel and the healing power of God to the streets of our community. If you have a desire to see people saved and to experience miracles, signs, and wonders, then you must be a part of this effort. Sign up at the Welcome Center located in the lobby to receive more information. Join other partners and friends for Victorious Mornings, a 15-minute weekly call each Monday at 6 a.m. Start your week seeking God, being uplifted, strengthened, and encouraged through the Word of God while developing an intimate time with God. To take advantage of this impactful opportunity, simply call 605-468-8860 and enter the code 198-051. The Bible says, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Let's get on one accord and experience victory through the power of the Word of God. Partners and friends, our Love and Search Outreach team is kicking off this new year by serving the Charlottesville community in partnership with Loaves and Fishes Food Pantry and Pachem. During the months of January and February, there will be four opportunities to reach people from all walks of life in our community. This is a great way for you to take the love of Christ beyond these four walls and see lives transformed through the love and power of God. For more information and to sign up, please stop by the Welcome Center located in the lobby. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter are buzzing with inspirational quotes, up-to-date news, and videos. As a matter of fact, take out your mobile devices and connect with us now. You'll be glad you did. Details for all other events can be found by visiting FCCI.life. Check it out today so you'll be in the right place at the right time with the right people. God bless and enjoy the rest of the service. Praise God. God is good. Amen. Glory to God. Just a real brief um I guess uh, announcement about uh, this coming Wednesday, which is our first uh, Victorious Living University session. Uh, we started these uh, two years ago because it is my belief that you can't make good decisions with bad information. And so we provided these things uh, the last Wednesday of uh, these sessions, the last Wednesday of every month to provide you good information so you can make some good choices. Amen. And so we're going to be talking about financial planning. We have a financial planner 
coming in. He's going to do a presentation uh, on this Wednesday uh, just to help us get our financial houses in order because we're going to increase, amen? And we need to, be, we need to learn how to handle that increase uh, so that we can perpetuate it and grow it so we can be a blessing to more and more people, amen? Praise God. So hopefully we'll see you here on Wednesday at 7 p.m. All right. Well, let's uh, prepare our hearts to receive our morning tithes and offerings as we uh, honor the Lord or worship the Lord with our giving. Amen. Praise God. Proverbs chapter 3. If you have your Bibles, Proverbs chapter 3. Uh, let's go there just for a moment. Um, praise the Lord. I didn't get to cover everything I wanted to cover uh, on last week when I received the offering, so I'm going to receive it today as well. And so we'll be able to get everything in because I want everybody to be in the right uh, position uh, this month. Us missing a Sunday kind of threw off uh, some of my schedule, but we, we're back on track after the day. Amen. Praise God. And so, I, But I want to make sure that everybody is on point and in position uh, so that we uh, can uh, be a blessing the way God wants us to be a blessing during this year of 2019. Amen. Because it's our year of enjoyment. We're going to renew our joy, but we're also going to have some things. Amen. Praise God. Amen. All right. Praise God. All right. Look at this. Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 9. I'm going to read this to you in the Amplified Translation. It says, honor the Lord. Who, who should we honor? The Lord. Honor the Lord with your capital and sufficiency from righteous labors and with the first fruits of all your what? What? Come on, don't get quiet on that. All your what? Income. All your income. Praise God. And so this scripture uh, lets us know that we are to honor God. Now, in order to honor God, you got to know what honor means. Honor means to reverence. It means to respect. It means to exalt to a higher place. So now, if you haven't been honoring God in your finances or with your income, honor means that you're going to move God up the priority list. Amen. And really, God is designed to be first place in every area of your life. Uh, we sing that we, he's our everything, but he is he first place. Praise God. And the Bible tells us that we need, he needs to be first place in our finances as well. And then it says, with the first fruits of all your income. Now, first fruits come from a principle in the Old Testament called first fruits offering. But this is not referring to first fruits offering. It's referring to the principle of first fruits, which means first and the best. Everybody say first and the best. Come on, say it again. First and the best. All right, so now we can read it by saying, and with the first and the best of all your income. I love it because income doesn't just come to us through our salaries. We get income from other sources, and we need to honor God with all of it. Are y'all with me this morning? So now, in order to do that, uh, we want to make sure that we make a decision because honoring God is not an on-the-spot on decision. See, when you come to church, you ought to come to church ready to honor God, not come to church to make a decision to honor God. Does that make sense? So now, it needs to be some deliberation beforehand. It needs to be a purpose in your heart beforehand so that you always honor God no matter what. Amen. And so we, the Bible says that we purpose in our hearts to give. So we need to make a decision that we're going to honor God, reverence Him, respect Him, put Him first place with all of our income. That means we need to take time and ask God, God, what do you want me to do with this income I just received? Oh, it is quiet in the house. Tell you, ask your neighbor, say, did you hear what he said? Did you hear what he said? 
Yeah, yeah, we, we, we did take our income. When we receive the income, we ought to ask God, God, what would you have me to do with this income that I just received? Okay, thank you for those three amens. Let's try this again. When we receive the income, we ought to ask God, what should I do with this income? Some of y'all that pass, I already know what I'm supposed to do is the income, pay some bills. Okay, I understand that. But what I'm saying is we need to get in the practice and the position to bring God into our financial decisions. Amen? Because, see, if you're watching TV now, you may not need to go get a new TV for the Super Bowl next week. Amen, somebody. I know they on sale. But maybe you may not need one because you already have one. Maybe you need to take that income that you was going to take to buy TV and honor God with it. But you'll never know if you don't ask him. You never know if you don't include him in your financial decisions. Is this making sense to anybody? You might not like it, but is it making sense? Okay, great. Praise God. Honor the Lord with your capital and sufficiency and with the first fruits of all of your income. So I, I, I bring this scripture up because we have created for you uh, this year uh, a 2019 giving challenge card. Now, we did these last year. They were kind of late uh, last year, uh, but we uh, did it earlier on this year because I believe that what you do in the first of the year, you're more likely to do the rest of the year. Amen. Now, all of us make decisions, and, and we're going to say we're going to make some changes in the beginning of the year, and I believe a financial commitment should be one of those decisions that you make in the beginning of the year. Amen. So if you can throw that uh, slide up on the screen for me, oh, thank you so much. This is what it looks like. Uh, on the back side is just a little blurb about generosity, but what I want you to pay attention to is the 2019 Giving Challenge at the, at the bottom, and so there's three decisions we want you to make. Uh, number one, I desire to consistently give what percentage of my income to God to help fulfill the vision of FCCI? Now, we understand that the biblical standard is 10%. Amen? That's the biblical standard. That's the mark you want to get to is 10% of all of your income uh, for uh, coming into the kingdom of God. But you can start where you are. Now, I, I believe you ought to make it a goal 10%. Make it a goal 10%. All right, but if you can only do 8%, let's start at 8% and believe God by the end of the year to get to 10%. Does that make sense? What I want you to do is to get in the practice of consistently giving God a certain percentage of your income so that you can honor him with it at all times. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Now, we don't want you to stay at less than 10%. We want you to rise to that place, but start somewhere, amen? I'd rather you start somewhere than not start at all. Praise God, okay? Now, if you're giving less than 10%, you won't be tithing yet because the tithe is a tenth, but at least you will be consistent. Does that make sense? All right, the second thing is that I desire to give how much money on Vision Sunday for debt reduction and giving back to the community. We have Vision Sunday scheduled for April 14th of this year, and I, I'm releasing my faith that we as a congregation can receive $200,000 for Vision Sunday. I need a better amen than that. Now, notice what I didn't do. I didn't ask you to give $200,000 by yourself. I said, we as a body can do $200,000. Now, but if you're hearing $200,000 from God, go ahead and, and do your thing. We receive. But if we all do our part 
and God will speak to you individually. God will tell you exactly what he will have you to do individually or as a family. And I believe that through the collective partnership, we'll be able to receive $200,000 for Vision Sunday. Amen? I said amen. amen. Glory to God. And then thirdly, I desire to give blank amount of money as a Christmas offering to demonstrate my appreciation for God, at God for all God has given me throughout the year. Amen. That's in December. Now, so I want you to, if you need this, I want you to grab one of these at the end of service. I'm going to have the ushers at the doors at the end of service with these. If you need one, grab one, fill it out. This is for your own point of contact. This is for your own prayer time. Some of you don't need it, but some of you do. And so I want you to, those of you who can find this useful, grab it, fill it out, take it home, pray over it, speak to it, and believe God for those things that you put on uh, this card for this year. Is everybody with me so far? Amen. Praise God. And I believe that God, through your faith in him and your obedience to the word, God will consistently increase you every single month of this year. And by the end of this year, you'll not even recognize your financial condition because it's changed so much. Oh, my gosh. Y'all got to co-sign some of this stuff. I'm not just saying this to get an amen. I'm saying this because I'm releasing something over your life. Amen. I don't, need, I don't need to stand up here and make these declarations. I, they're, they're qualified people that can receive this offering. I'm specifically declaring some things over your life, but you got to receive them. I said, you're going to, by the end of this month, um, by the end of this year, praise God, I'll take that, by the end of this month, you won't even recognize your financial condition because it's going to be that much better. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Glory to God. I'll take it this month. Praise God. But what I said before is by the end of this year, you won't even recognize your financial state because it will be so different than it is right now in Jesus' name. Y'all still... Amen. Yes, that, that's absolutely right. Those who have ears to hear, we're here. Throw up 3 John 2 for me real fast. 3 John 2. I, uh, praise God. You, 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 are, you, are, you are not designed to barely make it. Did you hear what I just said? That is not your portion nor your inheritance. But there is something that you got to release for this thing in order for it to show up in your life because it's not going to be just automatic. Are you hearing this? Look at this. 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may what? That you may what? That you may what? Prosper and look, do what? In all things, uh-huh. And be in health, even as your what? Soul prospers. So now John is writing to a group of people, but by Holy Spirit, he's writing to all of us. And God desires, he prays. Uh, King James says he wishes above all things that he may prosper and be in health. Throw up um, Psalm 35 for me real fast. Psalm 35, verse number 27. Because I guess, I guess y'all need to get scripture on everything that's declared. Praise God. But that's okay. That's okay. Because you need to have something to release your faith about. Faith on. Amen. Praise God. All right, 35, 27. 35, 27. You got it? Can you throw it up there for me? 
No, no, 35, 27. Uh, uh, yeah, there we go. There we go. Look at this. Let them shout for joy. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause and let them say continually, what? Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Say this morning, say the Lord has pleasure in my prosperity. Come on, say the Lord has pleasure in my prosperity. Come on, say the Lord has pleasure in my prosperity. So now how many here want to please the Lord? What's one way we can please the Lord? To do what? Prosper. So now, if you, now more of you said you wanted to please the Lord, and part of the pleasing the Lord is prospering the Lord, but not, not, not the same number agree with what I said, that your financial condition is going to change by the end of the year. Would that be pleasing to the Lord? Would it be pleasing to the Lord that you had more at, in December than you have in January? I said, would it be pleasing to the Lord? So let me declare for the last time, by the end of this year, your financial condition is going to be unrecognizable because it's going to be so much different in Jesus' name. Thank you so much. Praise God. Make me work so hard. But I'm ready, though. Now, get used to these declarations. Now, throw one more scripture up there. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. Second Chronicles 20, 20. See, I could have been done seven minutes ago. Hey, praise the Lord. No, um, yeah, yeah, here we go, here we go. So they rose early in the morning and went out in the wilderness of Tekor. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be what? Uh -huh. Believe his prophets, and you shall what? Huh? Look at this. Prosper, right? Now, I'm going to make myself Jehoshaphat, and I'm going to stand, and I'm going to say to you, FCCI, Believe in the Lord. And you will be established. Believe in your prophets. And you shall what? Prosper. So as for this house, I'll be your prophet. So when I make declarations, you need to believe your prophet and you'll what? Prosper. Are you hear what I'm saying? So I just don't say stuff to just be hearing myself say it. I can do that at home. And most of this stuff is not even on my notes. Most of this stuff is by inspiration of Holy Spirit. I don't, I don't just make up stuff just for it sound good. It's for you to grab hold of, add your faith to it, mix it together so it can show up in your life. Now can we give a praise this morning for where you're going financially in Jesus' name? I said, can we get a praise? I said, can we get a praise? I said, can we get a praise? Not where you are financially, but where you're going financially in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So if you need this uh, today, make sure you grab, guys, make sure you have these at the end of service by the doors. Grab one of them and fill it out. Again, you don't turn it in. This is for your own point of contact. But I think it's a good thing to write some, thing, write some decisions down. Don't just keep them in your head. Write some decisions down so you can refer back to them in Jesus' name. Amen? Go ahead, guys, and hand out the envelopes, and we'll be ready to receive our morning tithes and offerings together in just a moment. Praise God. Amen.
Praise the Lord. We all ready to give this morning? Awesome, awesome, awesome. Now, we're going to make a declaration together today. The scripture tells us that when we declare, we need to believe that those things which we say will come to pass and we will have what we say. Amen. So when we make this declaration today, we don't just make it just to be saying it. Release faith with it and believe that everything you declare will show up in your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Let's say this together uh, on this morning. Father God, I thank you for providing resources for me and my family to participate in this supernatural opportunity to worship you through giving. Everything I have belongs to you, and I gladly honor you by returning the tithe, the top 10% of my income. I receive the windows of heaven blessing and the multiplication of finances and favor in my life. As I give, I am trusting you with my finances, and I declare that there is never a situation or season where there is not more than enough. There is always more than enough. There is always more than enough. There is always more than enough. For everything you have given me and my family to do, there is always more than enough. All debts are canceled. God says so. It won't be long now. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give Lord praise for those things coming to pass. In Jesus' name, amen.
Hallelujah. Praise God. Come on, everybody stand and let's give God praise this morning. Come on, let's give him praise. Great things are in store for you. Praise God. He has great things in store for you. Glory to God. Amen. 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 Father, we bless you. We thank you so much that you are a good God. We thank you that every good and perfect gift comes from above, down from the Father of lights. We thank you, Lord God, that you are our source for everything. And now, Father, we continue to have great expectation for great things in our lives, great things in our homes, great things on our jobs, great things in our families, great things in our community, great things in our health, great things in our finances, great things in our soul, glory to God. We give you praise and we have great expectation for great things in every area of our lives. Now, Father, as we receive the word of God, we do thank you that you've given me utterance and Holy Spirit to speak a now word to your people. I declare every heart, every mind, every ear is anointed to hear, receive, and then do the living word of God. And Father, I give you praise for transformed lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, high five two or three people and say, let's get into this word. Let's get into this word and you may be seated. Praise God. All right, all right, all right. Praise God. John chapter number 10, verse number 10 is our foundational uh, text for this year being the year of enjoyment, the year of enjoyment. It says in the Amplified, the thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life. Say with me this morning, enjoy life. Come on, say it like you mean it enjoy life amen have and enjoy life and have it in have it in abundance to the full till it overflows praise God so God Jesus came that we would have and enjoy life and so this is our year of enjoyment it's going to be a year that we renew our joy and it's going to be a year of us having those things that we believe God for but there's an enemy there is a thief that's out there named the devil or Satan, who wants to steal from us, kill us, or destroy us. Now, the main thing he wants to steal is the Word of God and also our faith. Because the Word of God is our victory in seed form, and faith is the victory. So if he can steal the Word and steal our faith, then he literally steals the victory from us. Amen. But we're not going to let that happen, right? I said we're not going to let that happen, right? Amen. We're finding out some things about how he operates, and we're not going to let the word of God being, be stolen any longer. Now, how do we do that? We do that by getting understanding of the word. Jesus says, those who don't understand the word get the word stolen from them. So that lets us know if I can understand the word, it cannot be stolen from me. So that means we've got to spend more time in the word, get it deeper than we have in the past. Amen? I said amen. Glory to God. So we've been talking about on Sundays for the past few weeks, uh, the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord. And so we've been talking about uh, what is joy, gave you several definitions of what joy is. Well, the working definition of joy, because joy is not an emotion. Joy is a spiritual force. So joy is defined as this, a spiritual force of strength that flourishes best when times are strenuous daunting and tough all right it's a spiritual force of strength that flourishes best when times are strenuous daunting and 
tough. Everybody shout the joy of the Lord. Now shout the joy of the Lord is my strength. Now that's according to Nehemiah chapter 8 verse number 10. Now we looked at some things or we started looking at some things last week on how do we get this joy? How do we get this joy? And we found out that Jesus gave us the answer over in John chapter 15, beginning at verse number 1. I won't read these passages of Scripture for the sake of time. Uh, we went over them last week. But uh, just write it down in your notes so you can take a look at it uh, yourself. But Jesus uh, gave us the answer on how we can have this joy, this joy unspeakable and full of joy, this uh, full of glory, this joy that's not determined by external things, this joy that remains the same, this joy that comes from God. Jesus gave us the answer on how do we get that. And that John 15 lets us know, and we gave you these two, thing, two things last week, and we're going to continue in that discussion on this week. We said, number one, for a person to get the joy of the Lord, they must abide in Jesus. Okay, they must abide in Jesus. That means they must be born again. See, an unbeliever or a person that's not saved cannot experience the joy of the Lord. It's not possible because it comes by the Spirit. And if a, a person is not born again, they have not yet received the Spirit of God. And so if they haven't received the Spirit of God, then they cannot experience nor participate in the joy of the Lord. Does that make sense? So he says you got to abide, abide in him. You have to be born again. And also you got to abide in his presence. You have to purposely and intentionally make plans and efforts to get into the presence of God. Amen. That means you might have to carve out some time in your day, carve out some time in your week just to be able to get into the presence of God. Because Psalms chapter 16 tells us that in his presence is the fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there's pleasures forevermore. In his what? Presence. In his what? Presence. See, you're now sitting in the presence of God. I said, you're right now sitting in the presence of God. And in this presence is the fullness of joy. So whatever joy you need is available when? Right now. Uh, help your neighbor say, you can get some joy if you want to right now. You can get some joy. Yeah, because uh, it's already been mentioned that joy has a look, praise God, and it, it appears that some of you may benefit from the joy that's present. Amen. Then lean on with your neighbor and say, he's he not talking about you, is he? not talking about you. Praise God, yeah. Yeah, in his presence is the what? Fullness. Everybody say fullness. And when you say fullness, fullness is that jam-packed down. There's no room to get anything else now, anything else in there. It's the fullness of joy. That means there's enough joy for me, it's enough joy for you, it's enough joy for everybody, and it still won't run out. Praise God. Where is it? In his presence. And then we said, number two, how to get this joy is you have to abide in the word of God. You have to abide in the word of God. Amen. Because, see, the joy of the Lord is, comes because of what Jesus spoke to us. It didn't come by what we're going through or what's happening or not happening in our lives. It comes by the word. That's why it's important that you need to have a word on whatever situation you're dealing with. You need to have the word of God on it so you can have joy in that word when it seems like it's, it's not working or it seems like it's taking too long. Because you can't have joy in the delay, but you can have joy in the word that promises you what you're going to get after this delay. Does that make sense? 
Amen. So you have to abide in the word. You have to take time to hear, read, and most importantly, meditate the word of God. See, the word is not just designed just for you to memorize it. You need to meditate it. Why? Because it gets beyond your thinking into your utmost being. That's why the psalmist says that I've hid his word in my heart so I won't sin against you. Now, what was the, what was the sin prevention? The sin prevention was the word that they put in their heart. And see, some people are doing some things because they don't have a word that tells them or instructs them on any other way. Does that make sense? Because you can't do better unless you, what? Know better. Amen? Abide in the word. Abide in the word. We looked at Proverbs chapter 4 where it talks about give attention to the word. Lean into the word. Don't let it get out of your eyes. Keep it in the midst of your heart. For it's life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. This is what Proverbs uh, tells us uh, in scripture. And then it says, for out of our heart flow the issues of life. And I left you with this statement last week that we are inside out people. We're not outside in people. Now that's important to understand because if you're looking for the external to give you hope, it won't. Because the external is always changing. That makes sense? So if you're basing your hope on what you see, if you're basing your hope on what's happening in your life right now, your hope will be short-lived. Now, hope just simply means earnest expectation. Y'all with me so far? But no, we're inside people. We're inside out people. So I get my hope not from what's out here. I get my hope from what I've deposited in here. And I've deposited the words in, on the inside of me that says that I'm more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. I've deposited words that says, with his stripes, I'm already healed. I'm all, I've deposited words that say that, I, that the greater one lives on the inside of me. I, I, I've deposited those words. See, I get my hope from what's in me versus what's out here. Because if I put the right stuff in me, praise God, I can change anything that's around me. Y'all got to get what I'm saying now. Y'all hear what I'm saying? But if you're looking for your, your, your marital situation to give you joy, it may not. If you're looking for your salary to give you joy, it may not. If you're looking for the economic conditions to give you joy, it may not. If you're looking for what's happening in our world to give you joy, it may not. But I tell you what, the Word of God will always give you joy. And where do we keep that joy? We keep the, we keep the word. We keep the word on the inside of us. So it says, out of it flows the issues of life. So folks, what you're ex experiencing now in your life came out of you. So now if you don't like what you are experiencing, you got to change what's in you, and then it will then change what comes out of you. Are y'all with me this morning? So it's not just a thing, God, God fix it, God fix it, and it's fixed. No, you got to change what's in here. Because if God miraculously changed your situation in a moment, if you don't fix what's on the inside of you, then that situation is going to go right back to what it used to be. Because it has nothing to sustain it. So if, you, if you're irritated all the time, you got to find out what's in you that's, that's fueling that irritation. Oh, that, look, way to look at your face. That, that's too much work, right? You want God just to take it out of you? No. You got to look. Well, why am I so irritated? 
Why do I have such a struggle with patience these days? Why do I get angry at the, at the slightest thing? Don't look out here and say it's because of them, it's because of that, it's because of that. No, 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 no. You got to look in here. What have I allowed in here that's now produced some things out here that I don't like? Because it's easy to say, well, if, 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 if the man, if the man would, would, would help me out, then I'd be all right. No, ain't not, ain't about the man. It's about your man. The man that's on the inside. Folks, you, you hold the key to your destiny. Nobody else does. Let me, let, me, let me liberate you today. Nobody can hold you back. Nobody can keep you down. I'll oh, see y'all even, you don't want to co-sign that? I said nobody can hold you back. Nobody can keep you down. They can attempt to. I said they can attempt to, and it may look like they're winning. But if you keep working on the inside, if you keep putting the word of God on the inside, keep releasing your faith, you're going to bust through that ceiling, you're going to bust out that box, whatever they're trying to keep you in, you coming out because it's what's on the inside of you, not what's on the outside of you. Are y'all hearing me? I saw you hearing me. Are you getting it? Praise God. So stop making excuses. Stop making excuses. It is not because of them. It is not because of this. It's not because of that. It's because you haven't taken the time to fill your innards up with the right stuff so the right stuff can come out. Jesus says that evil comes out of a person who is, has an evil heart. But good things comes out of a person that has a good heart. See, it's all, what, all what's happening in the production center. And the production center is your, is your spirit man and it's your soul. Are you hearing this? Amen? Praise God. I think we can move on now. Praise God. Say, say I'm an inside-out person, not an outside-in person. Come on, say it again. I'm an inside-out person, not an outside-in person. Because all around you can look like loss, but on the inside you win. It's just a matter of time that the score changes. Because, see, we don't play four quarters. We don't play nine innings. Because we got the bat and we got the ball. We play until we say it's over. You ever gone to the basketball court and you had the basketball? And he said, you want to use my ball? Okay, if you use my ball, I play. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man, we, 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 we always got our fire. We are. Well, somebody's going to have to sit out. Because nobody's playing if I don't let you use my ball. And guess what? When I go home with my ball, that's when we stop playing. <laughs> oh, y'all don't say what I'm saying. See, you got to understand what you're working with. You control it. You control it. It might say double, all zeros on the clock, but time is not up. Time is not up because I decide when it's up. And it's up when I win, praise God. Shout out win in Jesus' name. Shout out win in Jesus' name. I said shout out win in Jesus' name. 
Praise God. All right, let's continue here. Let's continue here. John 15 uh, lets us know. Did I give you all John 15? Uh, okay, can you find John 15, uh, verse number... Uh, uh, verse number 9. John 15, verse number 9. If y'all can find that for me real fast, I would certainly appreciate it. John 15, verse number 9, because we want to continue on. Oh, praise God. All right, look at this. It says, As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Verse 10, please. Verse 10 says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. All right, verse number 11. Said, these things I have spoken to you that my joy, everybody say his joy. My joy may remain in you, say in me, and that your joy, say my joy, may be full. Notice that. Now, Jesus said all of that in John 15 so that his joy can remain in us and then our joy would be full. Now, we talked about that fullness, right? Jam-packed. Can't get anything else in. Y'all follow me so far? So now, what's the third thing or what's the third way we can have this joy? The third way we can have this joy is we must abide in his love. We must abide in his love. Now, when Jesus says... If you love me, keep my commandments. That word keep has dual meanings. That word keep means, number one, to do his word. And then that word keep means to guard his word. Okay? Because the world system, the devil is after the word. And if he doesn't have a remnant of people that's guarding his word, keeping his word precious and valuable, there's going to come a time and day where his word is going to be of none effect. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And the, the, devil ha, uh, the devil and the world has opened up an onslaught against the Word of God. It wants to make people who believe the Word feel bad about what they believe about. They're trying to shut us up. They're trying to, not to give us a voice in the, in the happenings and the going on of the world. They're trying, to, they're trying to exclude us. But see, the real deal is we're supposed to be controlling what happens in this, in this, in this earth realm, not the world. But we need enough people, praise God. We need enough people to say, I uphold the word of God no matter what. If I'm ostracized, fine. If I'm talked about, fine. If I'm hated on, fine. I'm going to lift up and I'm going to keep up the word of the living God. I'm going to guard that word in my heart, praise God. Because somebody's got to stand up for the word. Are y'all with me? And too many people are bowing their knee to popular opinion. They're, they're going with what's popular. The Word of God has never gone with anything popular, and it, nor will it go with anything popular. Popular opinion doesn't make it right. Popular opinion just says there's enough people that want to do it that's going to make enough noise. And we got to keep growing you here at FCCI that you don't keep your mouth shut when popular opinion begins to rise. It's hid in your environment. You stand up with the boldness of Holy Spirit and say, I don't care if it's popular. It is against the word of God. And I'm going against the word of God in Jesus' name. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And so, see, we, we keep this joy because the Bible says heaven and earth 
may pass away, but the word will always remain. Notice the word didn't say heaven and earth may pass away, but popular opinion will remain. And unfortunately, popular opinion has gotten into the churches and the pulpits of America, and now the pastors are not willing to stand up for the word. Not here. We going with the word. Come high water, low water, no water at all. We going with the word. Are y'all hearing me? Praise God. So if you don't want the word, this is not the place for you. I'm telling you that flat out, praise God. I'm keeping it 100. What, what, what? You hear what I'm saying? You're going to get the word, man, because the word is the only thing that will not fail. You keep living. There's going to be something else popular in, 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 uh, in opinion that's different than what's today because it's always changing. But the word always stays the same. Are y'all with me today? And see, we keep this joy when we stay on the unchangeable, incorruptible word of God. Because if I stay on the word, I will not go down. I cannot be defeated and I cannot be denied if I stand on the word. Guaranteed. Now, it's not based upon what I see because it may look like I'm going down and it may look like I'm being defeated, but if I stay on the word, there's going to be a time when I'm rising to the top. Praise God. And when popular opinion has failed others, I'm going to still be standing with the joy of the Lord because I kept my joy in the word, not in what's popular. Amen. I said, amen. Tell your neighbor, said, just, just in case you didn't hear, just say, pop, tell them popular is, doesn't make it right. Popular doesn't make it right. Opinions are just like dress. If you just keep on living, the style will just come right on back around. You know what I'm talking about? Because, you know, it was, a, it was a time, I think, maybe it was the 60s, maybe late 50s, early 60s. They, you know, everybody was wearing, the, you know, the, the real, real uh, uh, close-cut suits with the, with the skinny pants. And then, you know, in the, in the 90s, late 90s and the early 2000s, you know, uh, you know, I had my, you know, flared legs and long jackets. And now when I put them on, I'm like, man, that don't even look right. So now I got me some slim jeans and slim, slim pants and all kinds of stuff. And, and, and it, was, it, was, it, was, it was 40 years ago, so it just comes back around. So, folks, if you can keep your weight checked, just keep your clothes in the closet. Because <laughs> the only thing to keep you out of going back there is your weight, praise God. Control your weight. You don't ever have to buy new clothes. You just wait until it, it just come on back around, praise God. Just come on back around. Am I right about it or not? But see, we get so caught up on what everybody is saying on social media. We get so caught up with what everybody's saying on the news. We get so caught up with what everybody's saying on the job. We get so caught up with what everybody's saying in the newspaper. And we lose sight of the Word of God. And if you look at what's happening on social media, and if you look at what's happening on the news, you look at what's happening in the newspaper, 
I too would want to run and put covers over my head and hide from somewhere, from somebody. Because it gives no hope. But I don't focus on that. I get enough information to keep me, to keep me abreast, and, but I stay in the Word of God. Because I'm, the newspaper article is not going to deliver me. It's the Word that's going to deliver me. The news report is not going to set me free. It's the Word that's going to set me free. Come on, somebody. So the third way that we get this joy or ha have this joy is that we got to abide in the Word. Or abide in His love, rather. Abide in His love. Now, how, how then do we um, stay in this love? Now, joy comes... Listen to this. Joy comes when you understand the love of God for you. Joy comes when you understand the love of God. See, some of us don't even have a clue of how much God really loves you. I mean, because, see, we base, we base our love on the experiences of love that we've had in our lives. And some of us have parents that didn't love us. We've had uh, relationships from people that did us wrong and stabbed us in the back and said they loved us but did the, the, the exact opposite. And so now when you hear the word love, you automatically go to a, to a place of your experience. But folks, your experience does not define the love God has for you. And we bring this awesome revelation of the love of God, we bring it down to our own experiences and we believe subconsciously that God will walk out on us just like the other person walked out on us. That's why we sing songs and we get solace from songs in some ministries when it talks about please don't pass me by. See, if you understood the love of God for you, you wouldn't even let that song come out of your mouth. Because he said he never leaves you nor forsakes you. So if he never leaves you for this, for, nor forsakes you, when ain't he going to pass you by? So if he's never going to pass you by, why do you have to sing, please don't pass me by? Because you have a thinking that God will leave you like a human will leave you. God is not a man that he will lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. What he said he would do. God's word is true. Are y'all with me? And just because people, persons have walked out on you, said they loved you, and, and, and said, hey, I'm with you for the rest of my life. I mean, just because they said that and they walked out on you doesn't mean that's how God acts. God's love is unconditional. It is unconditional, folks. That means you cannot find a condition that you can put on it to make God not love you. Well, Pastor, you don't know what I've done. It doesn't even matter. God's love transcends your history. Come on, y'all got to get this. Because, see, if you don't understand that, then when it's tough and, 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 and when it's rough and when you feel like you're all alone, and if you don't have a revelation of the love of God, you think you're all alone. But let me tell you something, folks. You're never alone. Because once you praise God, you become a child of God. God never, ever leaves you. Are y'all with me today? I saw y'all with me today. 
Forget about the people who let you down. Forget about the people who disappointed, disappointed you. Forget about the people who lied, lied to you. No, this is God we're talking about. Let's look at Romans chapter 5. Let me show you some things here um, real quickly. Praise God. Y'all all right? Praise God. You got to understand the love that God has for you, folks. Romans chapter 5, verse number 8. Romans chapter 5, verse number 8. All right, look at this. It says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us. Look at this. In that, while we were still sinners, what happened? Christ died for you. Now, if God can love you as a sinner, will he not love you that much more as a believer, as a child of God? Come on. That was a question that I asked you. Right? If he died, he sent his son Jesus to die for you while you were still in your sins. So now if he's loved you that much to send his own son while you're in your sin, when you get saved and come out of sin, wouldn't he love you that much more? Or at least the same. So if he loved you as a sinner and gave you his best, Will he not love you as a saint and still give you his best? Are y'all hearing this? Now this word demonstrate means to prove beyond the possibility of doubt. So God says, listen, I have to do something to prove to them beyond any shadow of a, of a doubt that I love them and the only thing I can think of is to send my very own only begotten son. And if God will give up his very best to prove that he loves you, why in the world will he withhold anything else? Come on, somebody. Y'all with me? Shout, God loves me. And shout, he loves me unconditionally. Oh, I, I need some more volume. I said, God loves me. And he loves me unconditionally. Say it one more time. God loves me. And he loves me unconditionally. Now let me, let me bring some harmony to this. He loves you unconditionally, but he, that love does not give you permission to live any old kind of way. Are you hear what I'm saying? Well, yeah, God going to love me whether I do right or do wrong. That's absolutely, positively true. But his love is not extended to you for you to keep on doing what you're doing that's outside the will of God. When he ministers to that girl that was caught in adultery, he says, listen, child, all your accusers are gone. She, he says, go and sin no more. So I'm showing you my love by not allowing these guys to stone you. I'm showing you my love. But let me tell you something. When you leave out of here, you better stop sinning. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Because people think they have a past. Well, God going to love me anyway. He's going to love me if I do right. He, that's absolutely true. But when, you're, when you get saved, you stop being a sinner. That means you stop sinning on purpose. Come on, holler at your boy. Come on. I say you stop doing it in, in, on purpose. Now, what's on purpose? It's premeditated. What you doing tonight? I ain't doing nothing. Mind if I come over? Yeah, come on over. 
Now, he's going he gonna to love you while you're on your way over there. He's going to love you while you're there. He's going to love you if you end up in the bed. He's going to love you when you get out the bed. But he don't want you to get up in the bed. Because see, the thing of it is, God's love doesn't change, but your heart does. And see, when you sin, your heart starts condemning you. And now you start repelling from the love of God, hiding yourself like Adam and Eve tried to do, versus going to God. See, his love never changes, but your heart towards his love changes. Amen. I said, Amen. It's too much or what? Huh? Let's go to First John 4. Come on. We have to understand. Shout, God loves me. And he loves me unconditionally. But it's not a pass for me to do whatever I want to do. Oh, y'all was a little weak on that last part. Now that you heard it, you're uncountable. Isn't this lovely? Isn't this wonderful? Come on. This is good news. This is really good news. Because there's another place in Scripture, we won't look at it today, but there's another place in Scripture that says God chastens whom he loves. You know, I used to get, I used to get uh, disciplined, and I would hear something like, this is hurting me more than it's hurting you. And I'm saying in my head, the devil is a liar. The devil, because this show enough is hurting Jesus. How can that be? But when I understand the heart of God, I believe that when God has to chasten us through his word, God does not chasten us through sickness or disease, poverty or lack, struggle, calamity. He does not chasten us that way. He chases us only through his word. See, some of y'all got chastened that just that, through that little exchange that I talked about that the love of God doesn't excuse you to do whatever you want to do because some of y'all want to do what you want to do. I'm trying to find out who that is right now. See, some of y'all want, and see, so when I said that that wasn't the past, that was a chastening. That was a chastening from the Lord to give you opportunity to judge yourself. Because if you don't take the word and judge yourself, then circumstances and consequences will have the right to judge you. And trust me, you don't want them to be the judge. Because he says if you judge yourself, you will not be judged. So he gives you opportunity to get it right before the consequences come and wipe you out. Because that's coming today, because there's not, there's not possible based upon the word of God that you keep on doing wrong, 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 and they expect right out of it. That's called insanity. No, somewhere that's got to be a repent, that's got to be a turn. See, folks, if you own 64 and you're trying to get to Richmond, about the third hour of your drive, you should realize. 
I'm going the wrong way. Come on, talk to me, somebody. Talk to me, somebody. Because it does not take three hours to get to Richmond from here. Is that correct or not? So you got to realize, and I've been driving that thing, and I've been on this road for three hours. You need to, you need to get, 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 you have a jet.com moment and have a mind-blowing opportunity to be like, poosh, oh man, I'm going the wrong way. And get off on the exit, get back on the down ramp on the other exit, and then have to drive four hours from where you are because it's an hour from here, you went three hours the wrong way and four hours you can get to Richmond. Now there's a message that because sin would take you way away from where you need to be and will cause you to take longer to get where you're supposed to be. Because you've got to make up the ground that the sin caused you to lose, lose and then get back over here. But thank God he's a restorer. I said, thank God he's a restorer. Come on, say, thank God he's a restorer. I said, thank God he's a restorer. Amen. And God is able to bring a state trooper and put him in front of you and sit up behind you with the lights on and say, follow me so you can speed up. Glory to God. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Y'all getting this? Let's go to 1 John. Come on, 1 John. We have to understand how much God loves us. All right? Understand how much God loves us. All right? Look at this. 1 John chapter number 4, verse number 15. It says this. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So how many of you have confessed that Jesus is Lord, God is... How many of you have confessed that Jesus is the Son of God? How many? Wave at me, all right? So now, that means God's in you. That means God's in you. So now, wherever you go, God's there. Because he's not following you, he's where? In you. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is what? God is what? He's love, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, look at this, so are we in this world. Why? Because he's in us. If he's in us, we have a right to be like him in the earth. Got it? Look at this. There is no fear in love. Everybody shout no fear here. Shout no fear here. There's no fear in love. See, when you follow and walk in love, you don't have to be afraid. Because love becomes your protector. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. Look at this. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Look at verse number 19. We love him because what? He first loved us. We love him because he what? first loved us. Who made the first move? God did. God made the first move because of his love for you. Now people sometimes will say, will you make the first move before I make a move? God's not like that. God says, I love you and I'm going to make the first move. I'm going to love you right where you are, just like you are. I'm going to make the first move. I love you. And because of that first move that he made, we can now reciprocate and say, God, because you love me and I know how I am, 
Oh, see, some of y'all miss it. See, I, I, know, I know how, see, you know how you are. See, everybody, everybody really don't know the real you, but you do. And God, if you can love me like I am, God, I love you too. Now, if I love him, then I got to go back to uh, uh, Romans, uh, I got to go back to uh, John 15. If I love him, then I'm going to keep, do, and guard his commandments. So really, my joy comes out of my understanding of, of his love towards me, but also comes through my honoring him through my obedience. See, when I know I've done right, I can have joy. Like when you was a little, little boy, you got your poor car, and you had all A's and B's on that, you skipped home. You was like, yeah, mama, look, daddy, look, look. And boy, when you saw them D's and F's on there, and some I's, you might not have been filled with the Spirit, but you started praying in tongues, yeah, da, 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 ba, 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 sha, da. And you wanted to go over to your friend's house. You wanted to go anywhere but home, because you know you didn't do right. And God says, come boldly to the throne of grace. And so when, when we don't do right, it condemns our heart, and we don't even approach God boldly. We approach God timidly because not, of, not the way God, because of God is handling us, it's because, we, because of what our heart is going through. So now when I honor him by obeying his word, I know my heart is, can't condemn me, and now I can just be open and come to God, say, God, thank you for receiving me. Y'all whipping today. So how do we get this joy? Abide in him, abide in the word, and then abide in his love. Y'all got it? Now let me close up with this. How do we maintain this joy? Because we're not talking about happiness or we're not talking about the emotion. How do we maintain this joy? How do we maintain the joy of the Lord? Let's go to James and we'll wrap this up. Shall God loves me. And he loves me unconditionally. Amen. Y'all that makes a couple of y'all happy. Praise God. All right. Look at this. Look at this. How do I maintain this joy? All right. Now let's get ready to put on your big boy pants. Your big girl pants. Because this, is, this, is, uh, this takes a little maturity to do. But you can do it. Uh, praise God. Hallelujah. I'm so thrilled about your enthusiasm. James chapter 1, James chapter 1. All right. Let's say it one more time because this will help you as we go over this. God loves me, and he loves me unconditionally. And he'll never leave me, nor forsake me. Okay? Now, look at this. How do I maintain this joy? James 1, verse number 2. Amplify says, consider it holy what? Holy what? Say it again. Joyful. So consider it holy, joyful. Let your joy be full. Okay, so we talk about full joy here. My brethren, so now he qualifies it. Now he's talking to people that are in Christ. Okay, 
Remember I told you, you can't have the joy of the Lord if you're not in Christ. Okay, so he's talking to brethren here. He says, whenever, check out these, these words here. Whenever you are enveloped in or encounter trials of any sort or fall in various temptations, what do we do? Consider it holy, what? Joyful. Okay. Verse number two. Whenever, I'm going to read it differently, but I'm not changing the scripture, okay? Whenever you are enveloped in or encounter trials of any sort or fall into various temptations, consider it holy, joyful, my brethren. Okay, I'm going to read it again. I'm going to read it differently, but I'm not changing the scripture. My brethren... Whenever you are enveloped in or encounter trials of any sort or fall in various temptations, consider it wholly joyful. Okay, let's read, it, let's read it the way it's written now. Consider it wholly joyful, my brethren, whenever you are enveloped in or encounter trials of any sort, Fall, fall in various temptations. Now, so what, what is, what is, what's, what's being said here? What's being said is, when you feel like you're surrounded by challenges, enveloped in, or you're encountering anything that's a rough place in your life, or you have misjudged a situation and fell into a temptation, Right in that moment, you're supposed to consider that wholly joyful. Somebody said, mm. I'm going to give you all an outlet. Just say, mm. Because that's totally and completely opposite of what your mind wants to do. Your mind wants to grasp and, and pull in and make excuses, and give reasons why, and justify yourself, and defend yourself, and holler, why God, and all that stuff. He said, no, 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 don't do any of that. When you're surrounded with challenges, consider that place holy joy. Oh, y'all not getting it yet. When you messed up and know you, and know you messed up, You ought to continue to consider that place right there. Holy joy. When you have the, one of the challenges with the worst attitudes of your life, and you want to slap everybody, that place right there you want to consider, holy joyful. Come on, somebody. When somebody didn't cut you off in traffic and you are in a hurry, you want to consider that place holy joy. When your spouse has gotten on your very last nerve, wherever that is, <laughs> very last, and you can and you and the last thing you want to do is see their face, hear their voice. 
or him walking through the house. You consider that place holy joyful. When your children are acting like you haven't taught them anything, and they are acting like they didn't lost their mind. Mm. You consider that place holy joy. Come on, somebody. When you knew you was going to get that job, when you knew they was going to hire you, but they hired somebody else, you consider that place holy joy. When you knew you shouldn't have won over that, that house at 2 a.m. in the morning and you ended up doing something that you know you weren't supposed to be doing, you ought to consider that place. Holy joy. Are y'all with me? Whatever you find yourself in, you're supposed to consider that holy joy. And there's a reason, reason to do that. And verse 3 tells you. All right, y'all ready? Huh? Okay, verse 3 says, Be assured and understand that the trial and proving of your faith bring out endurance and steadfastness and patience. Glory to God. See, you don't know what's in you until you're challenged. And so he's saying, you got to consider that place wholly joyful so you can keep standing so some stuff can get worked out in you. Because if it doesn't get worked out in you in one situation, you're going to have to go through another situation until it does get worked out. Because the devil is going to play the same card that you fail in until you succeed. Am I right? That's why the same person is still getting on your nerves seven years later because you haven't won that battle yet. You have decided, you have chosen not to forgive them and you are still bitter with them. That's why they still irk you seven years later. Because you haven't overcome it. And it's irking you even more because they didn't gotten past it. They didn't forgot about they didn't irk you. They didn't forgot about they done something to hurt you. And they in church with their arms lifted and they ay 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 And you over there cutting at them out there. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. See, it's you that's hung up, hung up because you haven't won that one. Because you haven't let that have its perfect work yet. Ooh, this is some good stuff. Because you haven't considered it wholly joyful. So you mad and they're experiencing the presence of God because you haven't said you know what I'm going to consider this holy joyful and I'm going to lift my hands too praise God I'm just taking all y'all excuses away this morning aren't I? that's good that's good look at verse number three <laughs> verse number three uh, I said that already verse number four said but let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play. Okay? Don't call it audible when it's, when it's working. Let, let, it, let it have a full play. Let it have full play and do a thorough work. Everybody say thorough work. 
thorough work so that you may be people perfectly and fully what? Developed. Look at this. With no defects, lacking in nothing. That ought to get a shout right there. See, sometimes we jump out of what we consider the fire too fast until we become well done. Because, see, we don't like the heat. Oh, Lord. I said, oh, Lord. Gosh, almighty. We don't, we don't, we don't like to be uncomfortable. We don't, we, we don't want to be hard-pressed on every side. But the Scripture says we hard-pressed on every side, but not overtake it, not destroy it. There are scriptures that says iron sharpens iron. You can't sharpen plastic with iron. And whenever you put iron and iron together to sharpen it, there are sparks that fly. And heat that's generated. Amen. See, I know this is not kind of stuff that makes you run around the church, but this is kind of stuff that's going let, to let you land in complete joy. See, because see, until you can look at a person and be around the person and not be bothered by the person, you, you, you can't have full joy yet. Amen. Amen. Oh, gosh, help me get out of this. Ah, are y'all hearing this? And so, James, the book of James is telling us in those places holy joyful. I know what's pressing me on every side and I know what's challenging me. I can use this for my good and come out better on the other side, but I have to decide to work through some things and work out some things so I can come out being fully developed and perfect, uh, lacking nothing. See, we have to make a decision, and the only way we can make a decision to stand in that place is that we got to consider it joyful. We shout the joy of the Lord is our strength. Joy is used to keep us to stand when we don't want to stand. Are y'all with me this morning? Somebody shall say, say count it all joy. Come on, say it again. Count it all joy. Now, now that's, that's, let me break this down and make it practical. Because what we, what we tend to do in life is that we make a column of good stuff and that we make a column of bad stuff. And we don't want to have nothing to do with the bad stuff. We only want to keep the good stuff. What this scripture is saying, put all of it. Put all of it together and call it all joy. Amen. I didn't like going through that situation, but I navigated it correctly, and it helped me learn some things and grow in some areas, and I'm better today. That's joy to me. Come on now. Yeah, I know I made that mistake. I know I should never have done that, but bless God, I came to myself after I made the decision. I repented. I asked God to help me. God worked some things out. He worked some things through me. Now I'm better. Now that's joy. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Because, folks, you can learn through the ups and you can learn through the downs. But you always keep this in mind. God is not bringing the downs to help you learn anything because you can learn it through wisdom. 
But if you find yourself there, that's what he's saying here. If you find yourself there, just count it all joy. Because you're going to need the joy to walk through the proving. And you're going to need the joy to walk through the perfecting. Is that, is, are y'all with me? And folks, throughout this, these months and years, God wants to tighten some screws in your life. He wants to tighten some bolts. Some of y'all got some vibrations going on on the inside of you. He wants to tighten those things up. Because he wants you to end up lacking nothing. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? Praise God. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me share this and, and maybe it'll help you because nobody likes development. Nobody likes development. But everybody likes the results of development. Is that correct? There's some people, there's a small percentage of people that really enjoy, you know, going in and working hard and working out for like three hours. But for the most of us, come on, talk to most of us. We like doing it because we got to. We like, you know, I want, I want to eat like I want to eat, praise God. I want to keep wearing these clothes, praise uh, Jesus. And you're on that treadmill and you try to get, you got the word or the praise and worship music on or, 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 or Lil Wayne, whatever you got on, praise God. Because I know all y'all not listening to no praise. Come on. Whatever you're using to, to motivate yourself and you're like, Jesus and Jesus. And then, then you know, and it's almost, it's, if you're like me, it's like there's, there's, there's stages that you get to. So you, you're on the treadmill and then, then, you, then you start to feel tired. One time you're like, I got to keep pushing. I got to keep pushing. And then you push past that and you're not tired no more. You're like, okay, this is all right. This is all right. The next thing you know, you, you hit another wall and you're like, oh, Jesus. Oh, man. Oh, praise the Lord. I got to go. I've only been only for three minutes. Praise the Lord. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You're like, you, you thought you'd have been on there for 17 minutes. You're like, oh, Jesus, three minutes. And you're looking at the calorie thing. You, did, you, didn't, you didn't burn point eight calories, you know. Jesus, I know I'm going out to dinner tomorrow, and I'm going to eat probably 6,000 calories, so I at least got to get 1,000 now, oh, Jesus. And you at point eight, and you're just like, Lord, Jesus. And it's like, it's like, late, it's like, like, like barriers that you get up to to cause you to quit. Am I not right? And that's the same thing with life. Situations, are, are, situations are bring up those barriers that are trying to cause you to quit. But if you don't quit, praise God, if you just say, man, I'm going to like the way I look. Oh, praise God, I'm going to get back in them jeans. Yes, indeed, I'm going to get back in them jeans. I paid a whole lot of money for them jeans, praise the Lord. I'm going to get back in them jeans. I'll tell you that right now. And so what do you do? You pick a place that brings you joy. You pick a place that brings you joy, and the place of joy keeps you going. And next thing you know, you're on there, 29 minutes. Oh, glory to God. Oh, yeah, we're working this thing now. Praise and then you get bold and do the incline. Look at you, look at you, look at you. Okay, praise the Lord. Woo, then you start sweating, and then they're like, yeah, praise the Lord. I'm here, I'm here. Now, what do you do? That joy, that place of joy calls you to break through those barriers of development that try to cause you to quit. In the same way, that's what life. See, people are coming to try to be barriers. Uh, persecution is coming to try to be barriers. Challenges are coming to try to be barriers to get you to quit. But if you just keep busting through the barriers, praise God, because you keep your focus on the joy that's on the other side, you'll win. Are y'all with me today? I'm trying to make this as plain as possible. Because some stuff you just can't spiritualize. You got to put some work in. 
Amen. You got to put some work in when you want to stop lying. You got to put some work in when you want to stop fornicating. Y'all weren't expecting that with you. When I said y'all, huh? Did he, did he say vacation? No, I said fornication. Not vacation, fornication. You got to put some work in because you got some urges. And stuff started. You got to put some, put some work in. Praise the Lord. Yeah. You got to put some work in when you want to stop when you want to stop blowing all your money on useless stuff. You got to put some work in. You got to stop watching those shopping stores shows that that you just push a button and they send it to your house. Some of y'all got speed codes. Do 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 do. Bam, it's at your house. Account with them, credit card on file. You just bam, just there it is. You, you got to put some work in. Amen. You got to put some work in if you want to increase your prayer life. You got to put some work in when you want to increase studying in the Word of God. You just can't spiritualize all this stuff. You got to put some work in. Are y'all with me? Y'all blessed today? Come on, let's stand and give God praise. <laughs> ah, you're supposed to count it all joy. Come on, give God praise. Lift up your hands and give God praise today. Come on, lift up your hands and give God praise today. Don't lift up your hand to stretch. Lift up your hand to give God praise today. You ain't been sitting that long. Praise God. Amen. Listen, folks, listen to me real carefully. The enemy has been holding your stuff way too long. And you're going to need some strength to stand to take it back. And the Bible says it's the joy that's your strength. And because of some delays, some disappointments, and some discouragements, some have allowed the enemy to just to, 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 to steal your joy. Today is the day to get that back. I said today is the day to get back that back. Amen. Listen. Yeah, you might say, hey, don't take all that. It don't take all this exuberance and all this kind of stuff. Sometimes it does. Because you got to let you know and you got to let the enemy know that he's no longer in charge. You got to stop letting people, situations, and things tell you when you're going to be joyful. Until you when you're going to feel good. No, you determine when you're going to be joyful. You determine that you're going to feel good all the time. Are y'all hearing this? So this is what I want to do today. Now, you got to listen to me real carefully. There's some of you here, you can keep on playing. Uh, there's some of you here that you feel like you're stuck. 
if you would describe it, you would use stuck as one of the words to describe where you were in life and where you were in your walk with Christ. Just stuck. And you've, you've endeavored, you've tried to, you, you've, you've, you've done what you knew you know you could do to stir up the joy that's on the inside of you, but it just seems like something is weighing it down. So this is not for everybody. This is some, for people that I'm specifically talking about. Feel like you're stuck. You feel like your joy is being weighed down and you just can't move forward in this area. If that's you, I want to minister to you today and I want to add my faith to yours that the joy of the Lord that's already on the inside of you be stirred up. You're not going to get joy today because if you're saved, you already have joy. It just needs to be stirred up. It's like having a pitcher of Kool-Aid that you have the water, the Kool-Aid, and the sugar, but it hadn't been stirred up yet, so it's not sweet. Are you with me? So if that's you this morning, I want you to come up front. I want to minister to you today. Add my faith to yours that the joy of the Lord be stirred up on the inside of you. Glory to God, yeah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah, praise God. Praise God. Yeah, this is, it's, listen, this is not for everybody, so please, if, don't feel like you're obligated to come. This is for those people. Feel like they're stuck feel like when they try to move forward in this joy it's like it's being weighed down like whatever you try to do it's like you're mustering up some strength to, to release some joy but it's like you, it's, it's, it's held back it's held back that's who I'm talking to so if you're not at the altar now I need you to come now so we can minister you Dr. Wendy come on join me praise God yeah yeah praise God Praise God. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Now, those of you who are still at your seat, this is not a time to spectate. This is a time to participate. Because you can have a part in their receiving. Well, how do you do that? Pray for them. Praise God that every need that they have will be met. Stretch forth your hands towards them. Just add your faith to their receiving today in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Amen. Yeah, yeah. And those of you at the altar, it, I don't know what the reason is. It could be a, could have been a disappointment. You may be discouraged. You might have let fear get in. That's not important today. The important thing is I want you to focus on the fact and the truth that God, through Jesus, has already filled your life with joy. And so no matter what the enemy has tried to do, that assignment is canceled today 
in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, as I come down, I want those of you who are standing at the altar, I want you to lift both hands to the Lord, and I want you to just start praising God, just, just in your own way, just to thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. I just want you to start praising God. Those of you out there, just start praising God with them. If you're watching this through iCampus, and this is a word for you, you just stretch forth your hands towards your mobile phone, device, television, computer, however you're watching us today. Just stretch forth your hands, lay your hands on that television screen because I believe the same anointing that's present here in this auditorium is going to come over the airwaves and minister to your life in Jesus' name. Praise God. Amen. Continue to praise God. Continue to praise God today in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I thank you and I praise you for these who are standing at the altar today. I thank you, Father, as born-again children of God, that the joy of the Lord is already on the inside of them. Now, Father, we declare in the creed that whatever has been a hindrance to their manifestation of joy, we come against that now in Jesus' name. We cancel every demonic assignment. We cancel every demonic strategy. We cancel every, everything that's trying to come against their fulfillment of joy in Jesus' name. We declare and decree that for everyone standing at this altar, this is a new day. This is a new moment in Jesus' name. From this moment forward, glory to God, the joy of the Lord will be in manifestation noticeably in Jesus' name. Glory to God. The joy of the Lord will begin to be stirred up on the inside of them like never before. That the strength of Almighty God will be theirs to stand through every challenge, every difficulty, anything that they're facing now in Jesus' name. So we declare and decree complete and total victory now in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And as we lay hands upon them, we're going to release our faith with them using the laying on of hands as a point of contact. That as we lay hands on them, that they are glory to God. It will go down in, on the inside of them and link up with the joy that's already there in Jesus' name. Receive the joy of the Lord now in Jesus' name. Receive, receive the stirring of the joy now in Jesus' name. Receive the stirring of the joy now in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Receive the stirring of the joy now in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Receive the stirring of the joy now in Jesus' name. Praise God. Receive the stirring. Hey, receive the stirring of the joy now. Receive the stirring of the joy now in Jesus' name. Receive the stirring of the joy now in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Receive. Hey, Jesus, the stirring of the joy now in Jesus' name. Receive the stirring of the joy now in Jesus' name. Receive, glory to God, now the stirring of the joy in Jesus' name. Praise God. Receive the stirring of the joy now in Jesus' name. Receive the stirring of the joy now in Jesus' name. 
Glory to God. Receive. Oh, glory to God. Stirring up the joy now in Jesus' name. Receive the stirring of the joy now in Jesus' name. Receive the stirring of the joy now in Jesus' name. Now, those of you at the altar, lift your hands higher and just give God praise. Say, I receive. Say, I receive. I receive the joy stirring on the inside of me. Glory to God. Come on, declare with me today is a new day today is a new moment today is a new season in my life in jesus name come on let's give them praise everybody come on let's give them praise everybody praise god everybody give him praise amen 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 now now glory to god do not allow what was to continue to be. Do not allow what was, notice what, how I said it, what was to continue to be. It's a new day. Write it down. Mark it down. Amen. I said amen. amen. It's going to stop being so easy for you to celebrate. It's going to stop being so easy for you to praise God. It's going to stop being so easy for you to release the joy of the Lord. Beginning now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Let's celebrate these as they return to their seats. Praise God. Come on. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Come on. Let's give glory. Come on. Let's give God praise. Come on. Let's bless the Lord. Woo! Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. No more. No more. No more. No more. No more. No more. Praise God. I said praise God. Come on, praise God. Yeah, come on, praise God. Glory to God. Praise God. Yes, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here this morning and you're not a child of the living God, then today is your day. It is God's will that all be saved and none perish. Jesus died for every person. Not, that, not those who are doing right. He died for everybody. That means he died for you. Why did he do that? Because he loved you and because he wanted everybody to have an opportunity to have a relationship with God. So if you're here this morning, you said, Pastor, I'm not saved. I've never invited Jesus into my heart. But through the ministry of Holy Spirit today and the word of God that was taught, I want to give my heart to Jesus. If that's you, we want to pray for you. We want to pray for you. So if you would boldly lift your hand and say, Pastor, that's me. I want to get saved. I want to give my heart to Jesus today. If you would lift your hand today, we want to minister to you. We want to pray for you. We want to lead you in receiving Jesus in your heart. If that's you, lift your hand so we can recognize it because we want to pray for you. Glory to God. Secondly, today is this. If you're here and you said, Pastor, I received Jesus at one point in my life, but I am not living the life like I'm supposed to live. My relationship with God is not 
what it should be. And I want to get it right with him today. I have some great news for you. Because God not only forgives you, God also restores you. And so if you're here today and say, Pastor, I need to get my life, my relationship right with God today. Would you pray for me? If that's you, would you lift your hand as you're standing today? Because we want to pray for you. Is there anyone to say, Pastor, I want to rededicate my life to the Lord today. Would you pray for me? Lift your hand so I can see it, please. Lift your hand. Thank you so much. Praise God. Thank you so much. All right, thirdly today is this. If you're here and you want to connect with this ministry, you sense a connection with this ministry, you sense a connection with my life as a pastor, and you want to connect with us here at FCCI, if that's you, we, are, we would be honored to receive you as a partner of this ministry, Faith Christian Center International. So if that's you today, would you lift your hand and say, Pastor, I want to connect with this ministry today. Thank you so much there. Anyone else would say, Pastor, I want to connect with this ministry today. Would you receive me as a partner? Would you lift your hand so we can recognize? Praise God. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. If you're watching this online and one of those appeals are for you, salvation for the first time, rededication, and even connecting with the church, uh, let us know. Send us an email at the email address that's on the screen behind me. We'd love to hear from you. We'll respond right away. Love on you, rejoice with you, pray with you, and also get you some information in the mail so that you'll walk with Christ. Ministry today, thank you so much there. Anyone else would say, Pastor, I want to connect with this ministry today. Would you receive me as a partner? Would you lift your hand so we can recognize? Praise God. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. If you're watching this online and one of those appeals are for you, salvation for the first time, rededication, and even connecting with the church, uh, let us know. Send us an email at the email address that's on the screen behind me. We'd love to hear from you. We'll respond right away. Love on you, rejoice with you, pray with you, and also get you some information in the mail so that your walk with Christ could be started on the right foot. Thank God for viewing and watching on today. Tune in next week for another exciting encounter with God. Let's celebrate them that watched us online today. Come on. Glory to God. Yeah. Praise the Lord. God bless you all. Now, if you live